Good afternoon and welcome to SJ at Noon, your weekly Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League talk show. Rory McGoran and throwing up the Hail Mary is the Nugs constantly. Nugsy, how's your week? We're back, more hockey, and a great show as we'll be joined by Cal Shell of the Flin Flon Bombers, the goaltender now taking the reins of the Bombers net and breaking records. We'll get to him in about 20 minutes' time. And then a little all-star skills competition with our SJHL players. We slotted them into the hardest shot, your fastest skater, your accuracy, your breakaway, and your goalie competition. And we'll debate who we think would take home these competitions. But uh, Hail Mary Nugs, how you doing? I'm good. Happy Valentine's Day to my beautiful wife, Jill, my daughters, Miriam and Abigail. Love you guys. Yeah. There you go. Aw. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it was a happy Valentine's Day for the Flin Flon Bombers and Cal Shell. Happy weekend. Six yeah. shutouts on the season as we jump right into your Sask Lotteries recap of the weekend that was. And let's start it with the goaltender, Cal Shell. We'll be talking to him in about 20 minutes' time, but that is a record tied now for the Flin Flon Bombers organization. Such historic organization, pardon me, but Cal Shell has his name among the list. They beat the Battlefords North Stars two straight times on the weekend. Yeah, pretty impressive stuff. The last time someone had seven shutouts in the SJHL, Roy was Christian Steed of the Nippon Hawks back in 1617, and then and the last time there was eight, Kyle Thompson of the of the York Terriers back in 1314, and Kyle Thompson of the York Terriers went on to win the RBC Cup in Vernon that year. So little there you go. But that being said, six shutout for Shell, 23 wins. So let me ask you a question, Roy. Sure. Four nothing win for Flynn Flon, six three win over Battlefords. Mark, uh, race Ram- race Ramsey, all yeah. the plaudits in the world this year, has the year that Cal Shell has had been overshadowed a little bit too much, maybe by Race Ramsey. Should we be talking about Cal in that same category? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you definitely put him in the same category category as caliber of goaltender in the yeah. SJHL. If it, it, I, the question is, is it being overshadowed too much? I don't think too much, no, because of what season race Ramsey's having. I mean, he's breaking league records in terms of wins. But when you talk about your 20-year-old goaltenders who are among the best in the league, if not the best, I think it's Ramsey. And then I think right there beside him in line Mm -hmm. is Cal Shell in terms of caliber of goaltenders. Those are your top two in the SJHL, in my opinion. It's tough to say, are you overshadowing Shell's success because of what Ramsey's doing? Because I think... It deserves to be put maybe a little bit more spotlight on it because it's a league record where Shell's breaking team records, right? But no, they're the they're the premier goaltenders in the league, in my opinion. The one point I'll say, and take nothing away from Race Ramsey, I went on a little bit of a diatribe last week about how impressed I am with Race Ramsey on and off the ice. The one thing I'll say is, is that Mike Reagan has really tried to give other goalies ice time on occasion this year. Well, sure. They had Hildebrand in there, who's now back in the dub. Max Hildebrand, and then now uh, Montgomery, who uh, is another Ontario boy, um, you know, back there. And so Mike Reagan gives a little bit more balance of ice time. And clearly when Race Ramsey came in here from the Kamloops Blazers in the Western Hockey League to the Humble Broncos, you know, Barney and him, you know better than me, said, you know, I'm going to play a lot. You want to play me a lot. And not, I'm not saying he made demands, but he's, he's backed that up. Shell has played a lot too, played very, very well, deservedly so. But it's a little bit more of a situation where Reagan needs to rest. And obviously the travel with Flynn Flon is different yeah, situation. That's so tough. obviously it's hard to measure exactly. But 
you know, your point is accurate. Uh, I think R- 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 Ramsey deserves what he gets, and Shell deserves to be right there. With oh, him. if Shell has the same amount of games played, does he have the same amount of wins? I say absolutely he can. Absolutely he could yeah. be in the exact same spot. He That's just, my point. He just hasn't, yes. Yeah. So, but when you're yeah. talking about the talent of the both goaltenders, I, I would have them one, two in the league. I know other people would debate. You could comment along all yeah. show, of course. Uh, Jamie will pick up your comments there on the Facebook chat about who you think is maybe that top tier of goaltenders in the SJHL. One of the players I want to talk about specifically on the Flynn Flon Bombers, we talked about the trade deadline and acquisitions picked up. How good has Drew Kuzma been for the Flynn Flon Bombers? Five points in his last three games and it's just a big body, another piece that can roll through the lines and I think we don't give that trade enough credit to what Mike Reagan did bringing in Kuzma who was in Weyburn yeah. and has been elite there for Flynn Flon. Yeah, and give again, Cody Mapes and Weyburn credit sure, too no, for no. moving these guys on and looking at it looking at the stats yesterday actually in preparation for this show in preparation for a game that the game that i was calling and uh the, the two leading scorers or the three leading scorers for the weyburn red wings are nick sombrowski mm. drew kuzma and Braden bernie and none of them play for the weyburn right. red wings so you know that's sort of the direction that the weyburn red wings are in but certainly kuzma is a good fit you know they you, were looking for somebody to play in the middle and right in front of the net and that's what kuzma does big body uh, and, you know, again, another big point night weekend there for Jacob Vockler. Man, talk about a lot of those. Vockler's unreal. Yeah, yeah and yeah. talk about all the old three birth years in this league, right? We talk about Noah Wills. We talk about Kevin Anderson. We talk about McGrath. Talk about Barlaghi. Talk about the list goes on and on of O threes. Mm. Well, Jacob Vockler, Rory, yeah. the other O three stud in this league. Oh yeah, where are they all coming from? Kirk Mullen and and uh, Weyburn. The, well, the list is super long. Vockler, I will say, played. He's from South Dakota. Played for a great U eighteen program in Michigan and Beltire. And a great pickup from Mike Reagan. There. Yeah, Vockler's one of the yeah. you know one of the most fun player that I uh, yeah. you know enjoy watching in the SJHL, and he is flying under the radar a bit. We talk about Shell with Ramsey, but there's just so much young talent in the league that you often you know Vockler kind of gets overshadowed, but uh, he's elite when you have a chance to watch him. Yeah, and I think it's another issue. And Rory and I are absolutely trying our best to include everybody in the league. I think Flynn Flon being far. Being where it is, sometimes I think you know, not on purpose, not any intent, but they, you know, sometimes geography gets in the way a little bit. But I think also with honest, the, I mean, you got Xavier Lapointe and Cal Shell who yeah. get a lot of recognition, yeah. but they're playing as a as a tandem. There's there's no one yeah. on that team that is a Cole refuser, Alec Mallow, that no. like you know you can't help but talk about him after every game, right? right. It, it is a team unit there, and sometimes that can get lost in the fold when you have a Vaucler, a Mercier, who are elite talents. But it's a team yeah. game up front. Yeah, a long list. It's really by committee. Jackson yeah. Martin's having a good year. Cole Dupereau's having a good year. Vaucler's having a good year. Kuzma's having a good year. list goes on and on and flin fun and the list doesn't stop like every weekend we could be talking about vocler this week we could be talking about jackson martins easily next year mercier the next week so Man, and again, kudos for the depth that uh, Mike Reagan's put together up there. It's your, it's your Sask Lottery's recap, yeah. and we'll be joined by one of the Flin Flon Bombers coming up in Cal Shell in about 15 minutes' time. So let's move it on to the other side of that series. The Battleford's North Stars uh, lost both games this weekend ever since that Michael Harash 4 nothing shutout against the Humboldt Broncos. A little bit of a slide, and it has actually allowed the Melford Mustangs, who have also been on a little bit of a slide as of late, only two wins in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. But uh, Melford is now leaping the battle for its North Stars. So if that playoff series was today, Melfort home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. But what it's also done, and I love it because you brought up this point, it's narrowed now the gap between what would it be four to seven 
where now you're looking at LaRange and Yorkton. It might be a little bit too much to close in completely, but now that gap has become a lot tighter because of the slides from Melford and Battlefords. Yeah, exactly. And again, big time kudos. You know, we'll, we'll slip right into LaRange, Melford facing off each other. Kevin Kaminsky, big time shout out, a 600th win as a, as a yeah, awesome. hockey coach. Pretty impressive in the overtime win on Friday. Too dramatic, sort of doing it late come from behind wins by LaRange too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's also kind of coincided, right? Yorkton just comes up with a big win when they need to. It seems like LaRange is the hottest team in the league. I don't think there's any question about it right now. Yeah. Maybe the Estevan Bruins, but other than the, you know, Estevan Humboldt and LaRange are probably those, one, those two, three, three are up there. Yeah. Are the three hottest teams in the league right now. And the last guy that I'll mention for LaRange there in, in, we talked a lot about Xavier Cannon all year, outstanding goalie. He's been great, especially, you know, big player for LaRange. But he needed some some help, injury and health and whatever, somebody to come in and carry some of that load for him. And Dawson Smith has really done that. Uh, he's repped the Yukon at the Canada Winter Games. Yeah. I love the Canada Winter Games, Rory. It's a great tournament, and uh, he's repped the Yukon where he's from, which is awesome. North BC U18 player, been great lately. And then on the flip side, uh, more injury troubles than that for Melfort. They can't stay healthy. Joel Favreau can't seem to stay in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Big part for them. James Venn, uh, young player, really young goalie, so he's going to be a little inconsistent. So the, the Belford has a few things to figure out too, but you know, kudos to LaRange for taking advantage. And, and I think we got uh, Gavin Maddie's overtime winning yeah. goal highlight coming up. Shout out to Megan Hayhurst on the call yeah. as well there in LaRange. Uh, but but it's it's you mentioned. Dawson Smith, the goal yeah. turner. I, I think a lot of people casted him off earlier based off of his numbers and where the LaRange Ice Wolves were with in terms of their goals for and goals against. There's Maddie's overtime winner. 2-0. Uh, 2-0, exactly. But yeah. uh, uh, start first with Dawson Smith because I think a lot of people maybe said he doesn't have what it takes. He's showing that he absolutely does, and you're mm -hmm. right. They need that secondary option behind Xavier Cannon in case anything happens. And uh, five straight wins for him. Maddie, the guy who just scored that goal, I think if we're talking about players that are overlooked in this league, Gavin Maddie's one of them. Yeah, well, he was certainly on our all-star roster, so he shouldn't be overlooked. And that's kind of – he's the type of guy, Rory, that it's the most upsetting to me that there isn't a showcase – like he's, it is, it isn't the Kev, it yeah. isn't the Kevin Andersons and the Connor McGraths of the world. It's the Gavin Maddies, and you know he plays defense first. He grew in that part of the game, developed that part of the game. Obviously, he's a veteran player, been around a while. Another Rory, and last thing I'll say about Gavin Maddie, another great hit by Kevin Kaminsky from Junior B in BC. Oh yeah, he's just he nails yeah. it, nails yeah. it, nails it from those kids because they've been so hit and miss. And then the SJ the last couple of years, but not in LaRange. So my last stat about the LaRange Ice was you mentioned they're one of the hottest team. 8-0-0-1 in their last nine games. So points in their last nine straight, eight of them picking up both points. And yet they're still only four points above eighth place. Like this is how yeah. it, how imperative that run was, but it also showed where the LaRange Ice Wolves once were. And it also shows how tight this race is still. For a team that has won eight of their last nine games, they're still looking over their shoulder at the playoff line. Not yeah. at sixth or fifth. They're looking at eighth, right behind them, four points away. Yeah, it's crazy, and it, again, it speaks to you know when the Arctic Terriers need a big win, somehow they find a way to do it. Uh, and also, Larange has games in hand on a couple people, so there's also that to think about. Mm. 
Um, but Kindersley is kind of hanging around. Notre Dame is hanging around. So it's it's interesting. And then, again, you, to your point, you're absolutely right, Rory. The parody in this league never ceases to amaze us. Mm-hmm. We're going through your Sasquatteries recap right now. We're going to be joined by Cal Shellen coming up in our next segment. And then we're having some all-star skills competition fun. So to get your voices heard, please comment along if you're watching live right now on our Facebook chat. And you got your accuracy shooting, your hardest shot, your fastest skater, and your breakaway challenge. So we were only able to pick four players for each event. And we had to spread it around the league a bit, too. We'll get to the criteria coming up that segment. But we'll have a fan vote in as well. So if you pick a player that wants to be in the fastest skater and we left them out, we'll give them some consideration and throw them back in if you get your comments here on SJ at noon. Uh, Let's move ahead to the top two teams in the league. That's the Estevan Bruins and the Humboldt Broncos. You mentioned uh, their winning streaks. Estevan 8-1, 0-1 in the last 10. And Humboldt 9-1 in their last 10. It's unfortunate that these two teams don't play each other again. But we talked about the race for... That playoff, the last playoff spot, which is ultimately going to be the more fun one to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's an elite race for first place in the league, which, you know, yeah. comes with all of Reagan rights. Yeah, that's very interesting. Obviously, Estevan a bit more busy lately than, than Humboldt, I mm-hmm. think, is an element to all this. Uh, you know, Estevan uh, with uh, 8-1 and 7-1 wins over the weekend against uh, Kindersley and Notre Dame, not real competitions. Here is, uh, as you see, uh, I guess a goal here that uh, Rumsey is going to score. Nice shot, man. He can shoot it. He'll be in the hardest shot He'll be in the hardest shot competition. I think, yeah. uh, man, he, I guess he never gets sick he of that. He can be in a lot of competitions, but he we could, had to put him in one. He could do yeah. in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah the, the, thing about, the thing about the Estevan Bruins that I, I find fascinating to watch this year, Rory, and it makes me think about, um, you know, kind of, the, I don't know if you ever watched the Dream Team documentary there or the book with the team, team USA in oh, yeah. 1992, the basketball team yeah. with Michael Jordan and, and you know, etc. The list goes on, Magic Johnson, Bird, and etc. I'm not saying the Estevan Bruins are, are like exactly the same with Michael Jordan on their team, but it's, it's kind of a thing where uh, the challenge for Jason Tatarnik is, is a couple levels, right? He's got to keep his team focused for the Centennial Cup where they're hosting he knows, and everybody around the league knows, that he's got so much talent, so much experience, you know, mm-hmm. major junior caliber guys who could still be there if that was the case. They decided to, to come here and try to win a, a Centennial Cup, you know, have some have a good time in Estevan. Um, and, but kudos to Jason Tatarnik for harnessing that weapon into, into what it can be and what it needs to be. And, um, you know, I, again, so it, you could say, oh, he's got a great roster, and certainly he does, Rory, but he's got to find a way to use it in the right way and keep that locker room together. And of course. Et cetera. So they've done that, and they, boy, are they, are they hitting their stride. But I'll, I'll ask you, because the biggest question for me with the Estevan Bruins right now that the Humble Broncos have absolutely answered is goaltending. And Cam Herdlicka has been great when he's given the opportunity. Boston Blowers have great numbers, having a good year struggling a little bit lately coming off an injury you deal with the rest and everything the rust and stuff like that but is it a 1a 1b situation even into the playoffs yeah. for rest of yeah. man or is you still hand the keys to below no i think once you get to the playoffs i i would venture a guess yeah, right yeah. that below would get the net right how short or long is the leash i don't know yeah i think here since the last month and a half has made it a lot shorter where, you know, they're not afraid to put him in the net. Look at his numbers. 14-1-0-1. Yeah. He's won 14 out of 16 games with a 189 goals against average. He's got a great team playing in front of him, but you need the goaltender to, to yeah. be able to do that. I still think veteran-wise, I think Belos is going to get the start, have the reins, mm. but you pose a great question with how soon, if there is a struggle, 
do you see Cam Herjlicka in? Like when you go to the Humboldt Broncos, you think it's right. If Race Ramsey has a bad game, it's not going off of Race Ramsey. He's going to yeah. be in the net, right? If Cal Shell has an off night, I think it's still Cal Shell yeah, yeah. in net for the Flint Fawn Bombers. I, I don't know. I don't know about the Estevan Bruins if they do make a quick decision because both have been good mm-hmm. and Herjlicka has made that conversation a little more audible. Yeah, and you know what? The, talk about prep schools, the CSSHL, the edge prep in Calgary mm. just keeps producing great hockey players. Obviously, you and I are big fans of Charles Obobifo yeah, yeah. and Kindersley. Yeah. He comes out of there. Sam Kroon from Notre Dame comes out of there and heard Lekka here out of there too. So, again, they're producing players and they're doing well. You're really such a well kudos there. guy. You know that? Like, what you are we, love, do- you what else are we doing here other than produ- promoting players, Rory? Like, what else are we you, doing you here? So if, 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 if I'm being chirped for promoting people, <laughs> no, 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 using no, kudos, no, then no, I'll no, take no, it any no. day of the week. Any day of the week. Man, you're throwing kudos is like no staff, kudos to you, Rory. You didn't, you didn't see that game because I Kindersley yep. was playing the Notre Dame Hounds last night during yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> Scheduling mishap? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but how big was the win for the Notre Dame Hounds? We talk about the playoff race and, again, Again, these two teams neck and neck right now. Notre Dame, a lot of games in hand, mm-hmm. but this was you were there playoff hockey, and the Hounds got it done. Yeah, it was uh, it was two desperate teams. You know, they both were dealt their crushing thunderous de- de- defeats by the Estevan Bruins on the weekend. What a beautiful <laughs> feed here by Sombrowski to uh, Elliot Dutil and a nice snipe right there. I asked Elliot about the very muted celebration. I haven't gotten a response back, but usually he's losing his mind when he scores <laughs> goals. So Still? Because he's got a lot of them. He's got a lot. He's got 29, <laughs> yeah. But the, t- to be fair, it was it was a game that both teams uh, wanted badly, and uh, they came out uh, hard. Austin Elliott was excellent again. Matt Pazenti was excellent again. And, um, you know, it's a thing where... Uh, the cores of these two teams for the most part are younger guys and um I, there are veterans around for sure both teams have added andrew schaub for kindersley and uh you know snick sombrowski for notre dame nolan coventry for notre dame etc etc but ken plaquin and brett pilkington to get these programs moving forward they want their young guys to have good examples in the room and obviously those are good examples of human beings right there andrew schaub and sombrowski and coventry and kind of the list goes on i'm not missing anybody on purpose but uh, also to get in the playoffs and to feel that and to know what that up in tempo and up in details that you need to deal with to win in the playoffs looks like. Um, so I think that desperation is big to get. Even, you know, you say, oh, why do you care about sneaking into the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Well, it's invaluable for all, a lot of reasons. And, and, Roy, those are a couple of them right there. Yeah, and I mean the kiddos, the Clippers, six and four in their last ten. They came right. into that game, I believe, winners of five in their last six. Yeah. If you and include three that, shootouts, yeah. and three shootouts as well. So I mean, like they're tight games. They're, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it can go any way at any minute, and the Clippers are just squeaking mm-hmm. out the extra points. Yeah. And now with, I think they played forty nine. So is there not nine games left for the Kinders of the Clippers? It's Big. Right. Well, right now, because because of the four games in hand, if you look at the schedule, it's like, all right, you know, like they're going to control their own destiny as well. But with the four games in hand for the Notre Dame Hounds, the, the Clippers need to keep their foot on the floor and they need to pick up, you know, I would say seven wins out of the nine to really feel that they that they're comfortable in that eighth spot. Yeah. Three games in three days, too, for this Kindersley team this weekend. And they had a, obviously they had to go into affinity place against Estevan. That's no fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they went into Weyburn, a game that they needed to win. Here's a, a shootout. This no was Shab's move. This was a beautiful Sh- move. Shab, man, they scored. They, they beautiful yeah. 
team with the shootout, man. Amazing as the Kindersley Clippers. But, uh, yeah, the schedule is unfriendly to them the rest of the way, to put it mildly. They got Humboldt a million times. Do you know what the end stretch is for the Kindersley Clippers? Yeah, it's like Humboldt, 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 Melford. Well, it's, it's Humboldt, Humboldt, Melford, Humboldt, Humboldt, Battlefords, Battlefords. That's yeah. the closeout. That's a yeah, tough stretch. It's tough. So, you know, but th- this Kindersley team is doesn't look afraid. It doesn't look like they're going to be back down to anybody, and Matt Pazenti's as good as anybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they had to use a lot of energy to come back against Weyburn. In Weyburn on Saturday night, they were down 2 nothing early against Weyburn, scored four in a row, but can you use all that energy to come back, then play your third and three on the big ice in Wilcox. You know, they came hard. They tried hard, and the Hounds didn't, like, played well, especially for 40, 40 minutes. Mm. Um, so not taking anything away from anybody, but, um, you know, the, the Clippers uh, definitely, I think, were smarting after that one. Uh, Nippo and Hawks, they kept it close throughout all their games this week as well. And the Melville Millionaires, a crushing loss to the Weyburn Red Wings as we kind of look below the playoff line. Is it getting too late for uh, Nippowin and, and Melville? Uh, Weyburn, we knew they were rebuilding at the trade deadline. They're you know, 20 points out of the playoffs right now. But is Melville now, is it too late? Because they're looking at Kindersley five points back, wow. but Melville's also played 49 games as well. So they got nine games left mm-hmm. to try to make up what looks like a pretty, well, it looks small with five, but that's not small. That's, that, that is almost yeah. insurmountable with the amount of games left. Yeah, the mountain is pretty high there for, for Nippowin for sure. I, I think the bigger problem for Melville is injuries. Right yes, now, yeah, but, they're, they're ravaged. Uh, they're ravaged. But, I, you know, there you see Brighton Kiesman came in there from the Western mm-hmm. Hockey League, experienced the forward there, scored a nice shootout goal there for uh, the Nippowin Hawks. But, yeah, you know what? Again, I give Mike Rooney a lot of credit for the way that he turned it around from the way it was at the beginning. And then just I think some of the injury situations have been really tough, really tough for his team, as we as we mentioned. And then on the other side, we talk about Nippowin. You know, all year long, and even when Doug Johnson was still there, you watch the Nippowin Hawks play, and you're like, oh, they're not that bad, but they're just in the box all night, Rory. And they couldn't they – couldn't kill penalties like all year either like they've given up 222 power plays against that's the third most in the league uh that's the third most behind the melford mustangs and connor casperi by himself and the humble broncos there's a little joke there slipped in but uh (laughs) melville is only 155 times shorthanded still amazing but anyways i throw that in there the nippon hawks take a lot of penalties and, and had a hard time killing them that's tough but again last point on that is i'll give tad cozen a lot of credit Again, he's brought in you know a lot of young players. Kiesman's only no two. Fouquet's an O four. Uh, you know they still have Dobson. He's an O two. You know the Bordas is still an O two. So Nipwin, I think, will only have a rough year for this year. And the mm. great fans in the Hawks, I think, will be back sooner than later. And especially, I hope, similar in the situation in Weyburn, I hope that the Nipwin board um, gives Tad Cozen the time to work with this project. Absolutely. And that's all we hope for. Nobody wants to get see anybody get fired, and nobody we don't want to see anybody get. You know, not an opportunity that they need and they deserve. And I think so far, so good for Tad Cozen doing a good job. And winning's always fun. You saw the reaction there just yeah. earlier on that goal by uh, by Bryden Kiesman of the Nippon Hawks. He was fun to watch when the when I was calling the Broncos games. Played them twice last week. Yeah. They'll play them again next weekend. But he's definitely. Uh, uh, a bright spot on, on the roster as well for the Nippowin Hawks. And I'm not saying the Melville Millionaires are totally out. I mean, I've, I've crazier things have happened, and it's not that crazy sure. yet. It's five points. There's nine games left, and uh, anything can definitely happen. But it's time's, time is nigh yeah. for the Melville Millionaires. Yeah, it needs it's to be. now or never. Yeah, yeah. they got LaRange on Wednesday, Flynn Flon on Friday. It's not getting any easier. But no. 
I never know. And the Yorkton Terriers are the last team we need to cover on your Sask Lottery's recap. They picked up points in their last four games, two wins and two shootout losses, most recently to the Nippon Hawks, courtesy of Bryden Keesman that you just saw right there. But uh, they're, they're kind of, what, the equator of the SJHL <laughs> when you look at all this. They've been in the most one-goal games, yeah. so they, it's always close. They're sixth place right in the middle of the SJHL. Their goals differential is at two. They have 138 goals for. They have 136 goals against, so almost identical. Their win percentage is at 520. They're 4-4 four and four in their last eight. Like It's just yeah. right down the middle for the Arctic Terriers. They're tough to beat every night. Uh, you know, you don't maybe put them along the top teams in the league at the moment, but they're very capable of beating the top teams in the league at any night. Yeah, it's interesting. They can shut a game down, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you look at the goals against in the league, right? Number one is Estevan. Mm. Number two is Humboldt. Number three is Flint Flon. I think we all agree that those are the elite mm. of the SJHL. Full stop. Sure. Who's four, Ori? Yorkton. The Yorkton yeah. Terriers yeah. are number four at 136. So, you know, you talk to coaches around the league, and they know that Yorkton's going to be in almost every game because they keep it close. They keep it low scoring. DePape's there to... To save the job, I, I joked in our group chat that you can call him the De Plumber because he's <laughs> there to fix all Yorkton's messy problems. And uh, obviously they got some skill. Keyshawn Gervais can put it in the net. Uh, we talk about how fast he is and he might how be in the much skills he comp. can matter. He might be in the skills comp. Uh, what a great player he's been over the years for the Yorkton Terriers. That's undershadowed, I think, overshadowed. Was under overshadowed by some players a couple of years past. And... Um, this year he's been awesome and Norum same thing Jansen's same thing and some injury issues in Yorkton right now keeping them maybe from um, you know climbing a little bit but still you can't take Yorkton lightly on any night it's uh, you know it's closing in really fast I know we yeah. got well about a month left until the SJHL playoffs but it, it, it's in the category and I think we have been there for a week or two where every game matters in so many different ways yeah. the playoff race at the bottom the race at the standings home seat advantage for Melford Battlefords Yorkton trying to get back in there right uh, yeah, it's getting intense as that was your Sask Lottery's recap we got to take a break and when we come back Nugsy will be throwing up more kudos like their Hail Marys from Joey Burr and we'll be joined by uh, uh, you know, one of the most Joey Burrow-like players in the SJHL. He's calm, he's cool, he's collective. It's Cal Shell of the Flin Flon Bombers with your Super U player profile coming up next on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran and the Nugs with you and very happy to welcome in our guest for today's show brought to you by Super U player profile. It's the Flin Flon Bombers goaltender, Cal Shell. Cal, thanks for joining us. How are things going up in Flin Flon? Uh, yeah, they're going great. Um, coming off a big weekend, so uh, hope to keep it rolling here through the week. Dude, an absolute huge weekend for yourself. It's where I want to start off. Your sixth shutout of the season over the Battlefords North Stars. It actually tied a Flin Flon Bombers record since they returned to the SJHL. Zach Robido with six shutouts already on the season. You tie that, you still got some uh, so a little bit of time left to try to break it as well. What does it mean to you when you hear that you know, you've tied a record for the Flin Flon Bombers, which is already such a historic program, but now uh, your name has that shutout record this year? I mean, yeah, um, it's it's crazy to think that you're up there on a list with some really good goalies over the mm -hmm. years, um, you know, so hopefully we can kind of close out the year, maybe go for number seven, who knows, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very uh, honored, you know, to have my name up there in a very good organization. 
And the season you've been having has been, uh, you know, it's been elite. It's, am- it's among the best in the SJHL this year, hands down. What have you kind of been able to do leading into your 20-year-old season to set yourself up for success? Of course, the Flin Flon Bombers are really united as a team this year. Uh, there's great product on the ice, but just specifically yourself, it wasn't an easy situation coming out of what last year was. So how have you kind of been able just to, you know, project yourself towards the success you've been having this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of question marks, I think, you know, between even myself and, you know, everyone else, whether I was going to be able to come in and start consistently since I haven't really been able to do that yet in my career. Um, yeah. But I think once, you know, I kind of got the ball rolling and started to get my feet under me, um, I really started to feel confident and know that uh, I can be the guy and, you know, I can start games. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's more of just a confidence thing that I've just mm-hmm. kind of built up throughout the season, and uh, it's helped me be a lot more successful. So, yeah. Yeah, Cal, thanks for uh, joining us. Got to get this out of the way. Steve Hodson, our mutual little buddy, uh, yeah. Pokeru, we called him back. I'll give you a shout-out. He would crucify me if I didn't give him a shout-out, so get that out of the way. Uh, got, Cal, I got to ask you. You know, obviously in the rush last year, lots of Canadian kids weren't playing. American leagues were playing. You got an opportunity to play down in uh, in Atlanta in the USPHL. Uh, you know, tell me about what that experience was like and how much that helped you to get a few more games in, a playoff game in coming into this year, maybe versus some other goalies and some other players in this league, even though obviously we're deep in the league. How much did that help you? Uh, yeah, I think it definitely helped a lot. Like, to be able to go down in that January, February, March time and be able to get some games in, um, it definitely split it up, you know, instead of just playing at way before Christmas, November, and then not again till next September. Um, so yeah, like I really enjoyed it. Like it was awesome down there. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it helped for this year. Yeah, very cool. And then, you know, you, you come into this year and uh, I think a man on a mission. And I asked Matt Pizzenti when he was on the Kindersley Clippers goalie. And obviously there's some phenomenal 20-year-old goalies, you know, Brace Ramsey and Pizzenti and et cetera, et cetera. You know, where do you feel like you fit in that? Do you feel, obviously, I'm going to ask, uh, you know, we're going to talk, Rory and I talked about this on the show earlier. But, uh, you know, do you feel maybe you get a little overshadowed by, you know, all the records and whatever that race Ramsey is putting up, even though you've had a spectacular year that arguably is just as good? I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to keep level headed and keep focused. Um, I mean, I see what he's doing over there and it's amazing. You know, he's playing tons of games and getting lots of wins, which I mean, you know, it's every guy's dream really throughout junior. So, um, I mean, you know, I feel like I get just enough, you know, respect out of the league. Like, <laughs> you know, there it's you nice still talked about, you know, about your accomplishments, but at the same time, you know, I got to keep doing my thing and keep grinding. So love to hear it, Kyle. Love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, without a doubt, we were having you on the show this uh, this year for sure with the season you've been having. Speaking of the Broncos as well, I want to go back two years ago. 
to the last playoff game that you guys played there in 1920 against the Humboldt Broncos. You were in net. You closed out the series in a sweep, stopping 44 of 45 shots. What do you remember about that game? And reflecting on it now, kind of getting so close to the playoffs, like, uh, are you, do, you, do you go back to that moment knowing kind of what it's like and what it takes now that you're heading back into the playoffs as the starting netminder with the Bombers this year? Yeah, um, you know, I think about that game every day. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the most intense, you know, my, probably my favorite game I ever played. Um, you know, we were, we had 4D and one of them was a forward, I believe, yeah. that game. That's right. Had, I think maybe 10 forwards. We had a fight early on, too. So, you know, we were super underbodied and, you know, I think that was one of those games where we were okay going home to game five and, you know, taking them there. But at the same time, you know, we just gutted it out. And, yeah, we ended up sweeping the series, which I think was, uh, you know, huge for us. That would have definitely helped moving forward in that playoff run. Yeah, it was one of the greatest games I've seen by a goaltender uh, in my broadcasting career for yourself. Back then, it was a bit of a timeshare as well with yourself and uh, and Jake DeLorme. Clearly, it's your net right now. I mean, you talked about that opportunity. You talked that you want to relish the opportunity. Is this now what you've been waiting to showcase throughout the year and the opportunity you've been waiting for? And, uh, you know, just how excited are you to kind of get that role? Because the Bombers are, you know, a potent team heading into the playoffs, third place in the SJHL right now. And I can't imagine for yourself now, final year, having the start, how exciting it is for you to get those games and know it's your net. Yeah. I mean, playoffs is a big stage and, you know, we, uh, we got to come and perform. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got to do my part. I got to go out there and, do what I can help the team win. And I know those guys will get have my back. So yeah, it's, uh, it's all about showing up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Cal, you've certainly shown up this year and, you know, talk about people paying attention and getting noticed, you know, direct West commit to SUNY Oswego D3 and big time. Congratulations to you. Talk about, you know, the process of, of, of settling there. I know a lot of uh, OJHLers from, you know, where you and I are from uh, in Southern yeah. Ontario I go there a lot. Uh, and obviously it's not too far from your home, which is great. Uh, but talk about, you know, wanting to go to Oswego. What was the clincher to, to bring you there? Uh, yeah. I mean, my sister's currently there right now. Um, she's in her freshman year playing hockey. So obviously my family, you know, I knew about the school quite a bit, but, uh, they ended up just reaching out and saying, Hey, like, like what you've been doing, want to watch. So um, I ended up getting to go down at Christmas when we were dropping off my sister and take a visit. Um, and I loved it. Like I was blown away by their facilities and I know the school there's pretty good as well. So it was one of those things where it's checks off all the boxes for me. And I think I was just ready to, you know, commit and, let that be that so I can just focus on the rest of the year. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know your sister was actually going to the same school. How pumped are your, are your, are your family, your parents that, you know, they can go to the same place and, and, and watch their, their son and their daughter and not have to go, you know, different parts of the country or two different colleges, but right there at Oswego. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're definitely pumped. Um, like they were pretty excited when I said, you know, I wanted to go to Oswego and mm-hmm. that's where I want the next four years. So definitely mm-hmm. going to save them a bit of gas money. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, again, huge congratulations from all of us and very happy for you. Uh, you know, back to the to the present and, um, you know, I know Ray Ramsey and Humboldt, he would say the same thing. And, you know, the list goes down with the great goalies, Michael Harash in this league, etc. Uh, obviously, goalies are, you know, pretty exposed without great decors in front of them. And, uh, you know, beginning of the year preseason, I, I kind of wrote an article and Mike Reagan, your coach, was like Nugs, you're you're got a way off. Like <laughs> where our where our defense and our goaltending is fantastic, and our and we'll find a way to score. I was like, oh, they're gonna score lots of goals, and I guess it's all kind of come together, so no problem in the end. But um, kind of had a chuckle about it recently. But uh, you know, just talk about this decor that you play behind. You know, obviously Xavier Lapointe, D1 committed. Uh, you know, go down the list. Obviously Vardy and Richmond, and there's so many different elements. And Corey King and Thiessen, the WHL guys. You know, it's it's a, it's a very varied and interesting decor to play behind. How comfortable are you behind those experienced guys? Oh, they make it so easy. Um, you know, is <laughs> you know as good as they are offensively, they they're good defensively. Um, like guys like Lucas Fry, Cole Tanchuk, those two guys are absolute glue guns out there like they they know how to go to the tough areas and they're they're very hard to play against which uh you know it makes it easy on me when you know guys aren't getting clean entries or anything like that so I'm very appreciative of the decor we got this year well, I mean, Nugsy said it. He wrote the article pre preseason and rustled the feathers of Mike Reagan. He's doing it all year long. He constantly <laughs> does that. Uh, but uh, we know what kind of coach he is there at Flynn Fun and what kind of season you're having in Flynn Fun. Cal, thanks so much for joining us. Wish you nothing but success this year heading into the playoffs. And then, of course, throughout your career there at Oswego. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. There was Cal Shell, goaltender of the Flint Flon Bombers with their Super U player profile. We'll be back and we'll have a little all-star game format coming up. All-star skills competition with our selections of the SJHL next on SJ at Noon. And welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran, Nugsy with you. And big thanks to Cal Shell for joining us there. What an excellent season he's having with the Flynn Fawn Bombers. As we're going to have a little bit of fun with the, with the SJHL, pardon me, skills competition. But first, of course, uh, want to throw out a big shout out to a new sponsor of the SJHL. It's Campfire Grill and their premium selection of gourmet locally sourced food. Also, Nugsy, it's an SJHL family. So, one that you know we want to support right across the league. Daza Mitchell of the Weyburn Red Wings. This is his family's company as well. Uh, you know, I mean, they got everything. They got the beef brisket. Yeah. They got you know your homemade meal, soups, and of course your Primal Pie pizza. So you can go to PrimalPie.ca, find out where all these select stores are that serves awesome gourmet, locally sourced campfire grill food, and pick some up for yourself. We've tried some unbelievable and Nugsy going from throwing out the kudos to hoarding the crust. He's got some pizzas there as well. And uh, this stuff is awesome. So the Dirty Bird, you got brisket and blue cheese pizza. Once again, www.primalpie.ca and find out where it is. Uh, it's it's excellent stuff. And obviously, our, our another... Uh, shout out to not only these guys, but Sask Energy, the Billet family nominations that get recognized across the league. Campfire Grill is going to put together a package which will go to all 12 of the Billet family nominations. Your Sask Energy, Sask Energy, pardon me, Billet families are taking home a chance to uh, 
chance to try some of this great food. Yeah, fabulous food. Fabulous goalie, Daza Mitchell, what a prospect for the Weyburn Red Wings. Been number one this year, took over from 0-1, Joe Young, beginning of the year. Off to a great start in his junior career, former Pat. C, couple couple comments Fire before away. we get in. Uh, Janiah Wintonic, I'm assuming, is related to a Wintonic pilot. Current. Up there, current up there in LaRange. She, say, she says, if Cannon isn't hurt, you have to put him as one of the top two or three in the league. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. right there. Agree uh, with that. Uh, and Blair Hansen asks, who has the best power play in the league? Be- oh, man. I think the one that you wouldn't want to go up against, uh, I don't know if they're number one right now, but the Estevan Bruins, I just think with all that talent, mm. you, give them, you give them the opportunity uh, again and again throughout, you know, say, a playoff series, that yeah. it, they'll make you pay. So I would say that's the most daunting one. I don't know if they're actually first. I could look it up right now. but No, number one is, is Flint uh, Flint Flon. Yeah, and, yeah. and a big <laughs> reason why Flint Flon, well, they added Kuzma. Because you know, you talk about scoring power play goals in big moments, Rory, and where are they scored? They scored greasy mm. home plate. They call them right in front of the net, the scoring zone, right the blue paint. And they had a guy like Drew Kuzma. Zach Smith is already there, and those big shots at the point. Cole Vardy when he's healthy. There's a no harder shot in the league. We'll get to that. And Xavier Lapointe, uh, you know, the best all around defenseman in the league, setting him mm. up. He's got a big shot too. So they got all the pieces. And Mike Reagan's power plays have always been great. For me, it's for me, it's Flynn Flon. It's an easy answer. Yeah, and thanks for commenting along and comment some more because it's time. We'll throw up the logo. It's your SJHL All Star Skills Competition presented by Muns Media, and it starts with what you just mentioned there: <laughs> the hardest shot competition. We'll first lay out the criteria before we put up that graphic for the hardest shot. We have four competitions. Mm featuring the skaters so 16 players yeah right you have to pick at least one player from each of the 12 teams and because there's four remaining we got we allowed the top four teams in the sjhl to have two players so that's estevan humboldt flin flon and melfort mm-hmm. squeaked in there in the four so those four teams will have two players representing everyone else gets one is uh in your four competitions Tanner, let's get the hardest shot competition up. Please comment along who you think. No doubt about it. Cole Vardy of the Flin Flon Bombers is in there. Cole Beeman of the Nipple Wind Hawks, their captain, with an absolute blast from the point. And then two forwards, Mark Rumsey, who you maybe don't see him lay into a slap shot all the time, but we know how hard he can to. shoot. Doesn't need to. And, and Holden Knights, another absolute cannon as well. Where do you want to start with this? If you got your opinion, maybe some guys we missed out, or if you like our selection, one who you think would win. Are you automatically just singling Cole Vardy as the runaway favorite in this? I mean, I am. Also, interestingly enough, you know who leads the Flint Flon Bombers in goals scored this year, Rory? Who's that? Xavier Lapointe. But, but anyways, that's man. another topic. We'll get, we'll get into that, actually. That's crazy. But anyways, we'll save that. Uh, for me, it's Cole Vardy easily, and he's you know missed a bunch of games with injury this year. Um, I Obviously, everybody in the league who's watched the Estevan Bruins knows a flick of the rest from mark rumsey and somebody could get hurt like he's got <laughs> an absolute weapon but in terms of the way the hardest shot competition goes rory you wind up you shoot it it's farting yeah and and we there's a reason why that power play is also 24.8 percent when that one timer gets Whoa. unleashed by cole vardy uh it, it's t- it's tough to want to stand in front of it right. if you're a penalty killer and it'd be interesting you know maybe we should try to arrange something like this yeah. little skills or at least just get a little tracker down at the rink see how hard some of these players could shoot then we have some evidence but uh cole vardy your favorite please comment along who, who you think would win this one but our selection for the hardest shot is going to the flin flon bombers defenseman in cole vardy yeah 
Let's move on to the next subject of the SJHL skills competition. Nugsy, stay on the comments there if you want to bring any up. And let's go with the fastest skater mm. in the SJHL. And Kevin Anderson of the Notre Dame Hounds, Keyshawn Gervais of the Yorkton Terriers, Olivier Pouliot of the Estevan Bruins, and Ben Tkachuk of the Melfort Mustangs. Mr. 200 there. Uh, where are you going here? Mm. I, I, as the Broncos broadcaster, I've seen Kevin Anderson has seen 17,000 times this year. <laughs> He's absolutely fa uh, flying down the ice. Yeah. Keyshawn Gervais, I would put as the favorite. Maybe Olivier Pouliot sneaks in there as, as well, but uh, this one's tough for me. Is it, yeah. is, is it Gervais for you? So, no, so for me, it's Pouliot. And what, the reason why I say Pouliot is because I see Pouliot kind of go end-to-end -end those long distances more often. Gervais and Anderson are blistering fast, but they I see them in quick bursts, right? They go blue line to red line or boom, 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 really fast. And Pouliot will do that, but I see him a lot more be a big part of the breakout. They drop back, and he takes off one-man breakout down the ice for us event. So seeing him over di longer distances more often, um, the Hounds have started to do that drop back to Anderson to, to, to set the play up, but um, you know uh, all three of those guys can absolutely fly, and maybe Ben Tkachuk, uh doesn't necessarily fit, uh, but uh, you know <laughs> he will try his absolute. Hey, did anyone think Jordan Cairo was going to be Connor McDavid? Yeah, right, like point. Ben Tkachuk yep. is all over the ice. You, you just see him, you know, right. forecheck, backcheck. He gets everywhere, he, he gets yeah. everywhere yeah. and I think he's rightfully so yeah. in there. Is pick? he the front-running favorite? Probably not. Yeah. You would think yeah. when you see speed, it's a Gervais, it's a Pouliot, but mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, don't count out Ben Tkachuk because no, yeah he can't can count fly. Him up for anything. Yeah. Who, so who do you pick of those three then? I would slightly give the edge to Keyshawn Gervais, okay. and I think it's a really tight race. Really I think tight. Anderson is is right up there, mm. and I also think Pouliot has a great chance. But I, I think slightly I'd have oh, to go Gervais if I was a betting man. And one person, Doug Smart in the in the group chat made a great point, and we talked about this a little bit in our in our broadcasters group chat that Cody Davis. Also so of the Estevan Bruins. So fast. Super fast. And actually, I think I saw a graphic or an interview with Alexa Babic of the Estevan Bruins pretty recently, and he said that the fastest Bruin is actually Cody Davis, even faster than Pouliot. Mm. So I guess there you go. But th th there's so many great skaters in this league. That's 21st century hockey in general. No, 100%. There's great skating. And we had to break it down in a certain way. Yeah. Like, you know, you get Charles Obabifo from the Kindersley Clippers who can absolutely fly as well, yeah. right? But we needed to have some sort of structure towards it. Yeah. So we picked players who we thought would be in a all-star game this season, which is why maybe Cody Davis doesn't take the reins over a Mark Rumsey and Olivier Pouliot. And, and I kind of was... Uh campaigning for a defenseman skater competition but we had limited time uh, <laughs> but Xavier Lapointe is yeah, yeah, can, absolutely. can absolutely yeah. fly you know you talk about a Jared Sitch at full flight for Notre Dame he can really scoot Tyne and Ewart for Battlefords mm -hmm. who we'll see on the uh, Saskatchewan game of the Cody month Huff. We'll talk about that. Cody Huff when he's going obviously I love watching Nick Shaw Eric mm -hmm. skate too uh, again he's not the blazingest blazing he's fast enough for sure and beautiful skater so there's lots of beautiful skaters uh, all over this league and um, this is just for fun so nobody yeah. can, nobody get too mad well let's take a little uh, a little breakaway challenge then so now we're talking shootout skills i don't know if we're going entertainment style or just put the puck in the back of the net style i like to put the puck in the back of the net yeah. style they don't need to put flash on it just score the goal your breakaway competitors noah wills of the melville millionaires connor mcgrath of the humboldt broncos noah Lindsay, who we saw not 
he might only have the one move. They were absolutely <laughs> identical, but he scored both times. So we'll see if he yeah. uses that. And then Jake Southgate of the Battle for its North Stars. Uh, is the edge going to the leading point scorer in the SJHL in the Humboldt Broncos, or do you have a little bit of a dark horse, maybe a Noah Lindsay picking up the win in this category? I mean, Lindsay's been very clutch lately. Um, in terms of a one shooter that I would take to win in this type of a competition, with the pressure, everything going, you know, big moments. And I think the Battlefords North Stars have just won so many tight games in big mm. moments this year. I'm going Jake Southgate of uh, the Battlefords North Stars local boy. He puts the puck in the net. He's got a heavy shot. He can skate. He's got all the pieces. So, as you said, not for the prettiest, because I think the guy who would score the prettiest goal in this group is Noah Wills. Yeah. But uh, in terms of just getting down there and pounding a puck, top cheese with Mama Hines the cookies, that's Jake Southgate for me. I'm, I'm going to take Noah Wills okay. of the Melville Millionaire because he has the ability to, oh, you know, can do it all. To, to, to get maybe a little cute with it. Not that he has to, but uh, I, I like I like when when you got a guy that can go down there and put it in in many ways. So my, my edge is going to go to Noah Wills of the Melville Millionaires in this one. And our final one for the forwards is the accuracy shootout. We do got a defenseman in this one now as Xavier Lapointe will make his case for the most accurate shooter in the SJHL, but he's going to have some tough competition. Kirk Mullen of the Weyburn Red Wings. Nolan Dole of the Melford Mustangs and Alex Soretsky of the Humboldt Broncos. Who do you have? Oh, this is so this so, is a tough so one. hard. Yeah. Uh, accuracy shooting. Oh man, you know what? I am gonna go with Nolan Dole. I think release speed of release. The way like, the, the thing is timed too, and just put he can put it in like a tiny little area. So I'm gonna go with the Melford Mustangs. Nolan Dole. Uh, you know he could obviously be there for the breakaway relay too. He's got 26 goals on the year. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Dole, but again, all four of those guys are snipers. No question. Uh, I, I'm taking them. I'm taking the defenseman. Oh, okay. Ray Bork Her style. Four for four in seven seconds. Xavier Lapointe, 17 goals this season. Nugsy, mm. the second place defenseman has six. It is absolutely insane. And I think Xavier yeah. Lapointe uh, can get it done from anywhere, especially the blue line where he scored 17 of his goals there. But mm. when you put him right in the slot, the four targets, they're not standing up for long. You know, you know who the biggest, uh, I agree again, all these are good. The biggest snub probably out of all of this, the, probably maybe the whole event, <laughs> if we had to pick one snub, is uh, Curtis Hammond for Melfort. Yeah. That guy He's is got a, the five goal is game. An absolute sniper, five goals. I had, had the pleasure slash disdain, just so, sorrow, I guess, whatever, of watching it. It was a treat to watch. Yeah. Five goals, you don't see that too often, but Curtis Hammond can absolutely snipe and obviously Elliot Dutille can put it in a tiny little area he's a great mm -hmm. shooter Mark Rumsey could have we talked about him being in lots of different categories so lots of good options and uh, again so there you go I picked Dole and you picked the yeah defenseman. based off our credit but that's what's fun about you know yeah. rewatching the show if you can't catch yeah. us live listening to the podcast because you can yeah. comment along uh, back onto the live feed there or but if you're just you know pondering it and debating it yourself Spotify Apple Music wherever you get your podcasts you can in, uh, pick it up where you left off and, mm -hmm. and have a little debate yourself about who would be in well, these competitions. And tweet at us personally if you want Sure, to. absolutely. Like, you're at Bronco Voice. At Bronco Voice. underscore Voice, And yeah. I'm at Nugsy, N-E-U-G-S-I-E. -E. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions, too, uh, whenever you have time. So, And the final go. one belongs to the goaltenders. So let's get our goaltender battle up there. And again, it's uh, how many pucks are you going to stop in a shootout? Uh, do we have the graphic? There it is. So Humble Broncos, Race Ramsey, Yorkton Terriers, Kale DePape, Cal Shell, the Flint Flon Bombers, and Matt Pacenti of the Kindersley Clippers. Uh, numbers don't lie. Matt Pacenti's been elite 
in the shootout, mm. as is Race Ramsey, stopped 9 of 10. Uh, Kale DePape's been in the most shootouts. And then you got Cal Shell, who uh, gratefully uh, joined us earlier today. So uh, this one's close as well. I don't know who's picking this one up. Oh, throw a... Throw a, a dart at it? A dart, I don't know. It's random. You know what? If it's a breakaway and, uh, you know, that's the sets, that's the game we're playing, not necessarily better because they're all great. But the guy of those four that faces the most breakaways has to be Matt Pizzenti. I mean, has Race Ramsey had to face a breakaway this year with that decor? <laughs> Cal Shell has he had to face a pretty many breakaways. Odd Man rushes with that decor, not too many. Obviously, the Yorkton Terriers play tight. Kale the Pape has been excellent, so he could be a big pick. But I'm picking Matt Pizzenti with no disrespect intended whatsoever to the Kindersley Clippers, but he's faced a lot of grade-A chances and stopped a lot of them, so I'm taking Pizzenti. Yeah, and I'm going to go Race Ramsey. I'm going to join our, our listeners and, and voters there on our poll mm. online and, and take Race Ramsey, who has played the most minutes and in a shootout, he's only allowed one goal on 10 shots faced. Yeah. Broncos haven't good. lost in a shootout this year either. So I think my edge goes to uh, the Ram in net. Okay. And and that would be my pick. There you go. You well, there was, there was a time where I think, too, where uh, Jared Thompson of Melville wasn't losing shootouts, too. He yeah, yeah. Do it. yeah. And, yeah, there's some there's some great goalies. Just a great league, man. What talent we have to watch every night. We're so, we're so spoiled, Rory. <laughs> Austin Cardell also tuning in. Uh, regular listener, we really appreciate you, Austin. Coming in hot from Flan Vegas, a little late, he says. So thank you so much, well, Austin. That's, that's the beauty of on-demand, Austin. Yeah. Anytime you want. Yeah. Spotify, Facebook, Nukesy's everywhere. Yeah. You can't escape it. Can't, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the wife is going to give me a Valentine's Day haircut <laughs> for uh, the, 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 uh, the, the TV game tomorrow. So nice. that'll be good. It won't take yeah. long. Yeah, well, it won't take long. That's a good point. Uh, now it's time for your CAA Road Report as we got to wrap up the show for this week. But some games happening this week, including the SJHL Game of the Month live on Sastel Max TV. What a game it is. It's tomorrow. Oh. The Estevan Bruins against the Battleford's North Stars. So tune in right across Sastel TV to catch that game. Newsy will be on the call along with uh, veteran netminder, former netminder of the SJHL Jordan Fry will be along with him. Uh, but it, it's the 300th game also this year in the SJHL yeah, exactly. combined. So it'll be a fun time and it's always a great there with the SJHL Game of the Month in Sastel. Yeah, put it together. Always a blast. Uh, Daniela Ponticelli will be hosting to got to send a shout out uh, cool to see uh, the women folk get uh, opportunities fantastic well deserved Megan calls a great game too up mm -hmm. in the oh, yeah. she's doing an awesome job um, experienced she, she's not brand new to this doing an excellent job um, I'm also very interested I know Estevan plays Battlefords uh, tomorrow I'm interested in the next night they're in Yorkton and if there's one team that's I mean everybody's you know, Humboldt will give everybody a game. Obviously, they're the, one of the top teams in the league for a reason. But the the team that maybe is kind of given Estevan the hardest ride, and maybe they didn't don't expect it, is Yorkton. Oh, yeah. Every time they play, it's been a real battle, and Yorkton's taken a couple scalps from Estevan. So Wednesday night in Yorkton, uh, Estevan Yorkton is one I got a close eye on too. Yeah, Estevan plays four times this this week. They right. play Tuesday, Battleford, Wednesday, Yorkton, and then they got a weekend series with the Weyburn Red Wings coming up. So that'll lead about half their games remaining, and we'll find out a little bit more about that race for first place in the SJHL. And speaking of eating, those mm -hmm. Weyburn Red Wings will be eating that campfire grill. Absolutely, and hopefully you will too. Check out www. What is it? Primalpie.ca. I don't want to give them a wrong plug. Right. First time new Appreciate sponsor. That. we got to make sure we get the information out there right. Thanks to all of our sponsors as well. And thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Cal Shell for joining. And we'll be back next week on SJ at Noon.